athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. I, I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Box to Row. If you're unfamiliar with the program, it is a show where, of course, we talk sports and we place a good emphasis on HBCU sports or historically black college and university sports. But again, we look, we talk sports. We talk outside of sports. We have guests at times that are outside of sports as well. So we want to kind of give you the entire gamut here on Box to Row, especially if this is your first time listening to the program. As a matter of fact, we've got two new affiliates to welcome to the Box to Row family. Look, we've got a good show for you today here on the program. I know everyone is talking about NBA All-Star Weekend and uh, a couple of things, the All-Star game itself. They're talking about the uh, the matchup between Inescu and Curry and the dunk contest. We had a repeat winner. I've got thoughts on all of that, especially as it relates to the All-Star game. I've got a, a little bit of a different take than what you may heard, have heard in terms of the All-Star game. Look, let me set the table for you today here on Box to Row, and we're going to talk some college basketball, and I want to take a look at where we are with respect to the standings as we wind down the season, MEAC, SWAC, CIAA, SIAC, and even looking at you know some of your other schools, West Virginia State, who plays, uh, of course, in the Mountain East Conference when you're looking at uh, – North Carolina, A&T, and Hampton out of the CAA. And then you're looking at Tennessee State out of the OVC. So we're going to talk. I want to kind of get us up to speed in terms of where teams stand as we wind down the season, uh, the college basketball season, and in particular, HBCU season. So, With that being said, joining us today here on the program, Winston-Salem State head men's basketball coach, Cleo Hill Jr., going to join us on the program. The Rams not necessarily in the driver's seat per se. Remember, we had Coach Dunlap, the head coach of Claflin, on a couple of weeks ago. Claflin, in terms of, uh, especially in the Southern Division, in the driver's seat, but Winston could have something to say as we go into next week's CIAA tournament. Again, Cleo Hill Jr., the head men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State, going to join us on the program. Also joining us today here 
on Box to Row. Jackson State hit men's basketball coach Mo Williams going to join us on the show. Uh, Jackson State still in the race. I, I think when you look at the SWAC, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this uh, as the show goes on, you look at the SWAC, it's really two teams right now, but there are like five games remaining for most of the teams and I'm going to talk with you about the schedule and how the schedule looks really down the stretch for the SWAC as it prepares for the SWAC tournament, which is going to take place um, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so it should be interesting. And I think the way that the SWAC has things set up, it, it prepares its teams for tournament play. Now, and, and we'll discuss because you've, I mean, We'll we'll discuss it. I'll I'll give you a little bit more details as we go on the program, as we really discuss and take a look at where teams are in the conference standings. Look, you can participate here on Box to Row. Hit us up via Twitter at or X at Box to Row B O X T O R O W. You had any? If you have a question, comment, whatever it may be, hit us up there. Follow us. While you're there as well, also on Facebook at Box to Row B O X the number two R O W B O X the number two R O W. Look, let's talk about the swag and the standings and where things stand on the men's side in the swag. Right now, you've got Southern and Grambling that are the two top dogs. Both teams are 10 and 3 when you look at conference play. Now, we had Dante Jackson, the head coach of Grambling on the program last week and wouldn't you know it, Grambling and Southern get together at Southern on Saturday. That's going to be an outstanding basketball game and first place is on the line. Now, when these two teams met back on January the 20th, Grambling came away with the 79-62 victory. It was a convincing victory. But when I look at the landscape of college basketball really as a whole, and it's it's always been like this, but when you play a team a second time, it's going to be different. And look, it's a rivalry game. That was a game at Grambling, so you know Grambling was fired up. The fan base was fired up. It was a game that you didn't expect Southern to lose that game or, as it were, Grambling to win that game by 17 points. I don't think that happens this time around. Now, I can't give you a prediction in terms of who's going to win. I won't give you a prediction, I should say, uh, 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 even further. But I will say I think it's going to be a different game. It's going to be a much closer game. Um, And look, if you look at this stretch – So let's look down the stretch and let's look at the standings. Again, Southern and Grambling, both 10 and 3 in conference play. Then you've got Jackson State, Texas Southern, Alcorn State, all at 8 and 5. And really, very much only two games out. Two games out, okay, with five games remaining. Two games out with five games remaining before the SWAC tournament begins on March the 13th in Birmingham. So plenty of time for Jackson State to make a run. 
And as a matter of fact, don't look now. The Tigers were on a bit of a roll, then lost some games, some uh, consecutive games. It looked, I think the Tigers may have lost like four games in a row. But the Tigers have bounced back. And, of course, we're going to talk with Mo Williams, the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State, here on the program about Jackson State. And, yes, for those that are familiar with the name Mo Williams, yes, that Mo Williams that used to play in the NBA, won a championship with the Cavaliers in 2016. Um, the Tigers are on a roll, 8-5 and five right now. You know, Texas Southern has uh, has won some games, has, has gone on a bit of a run over the last several weeks. Alcorn State is on a roll right now. Alcorn State has won four straight games to move to 8-5, and five. and then you still have, you know, outside contenders like Bethune-Cookman, Jackson State, Alabama A&M, all at 7-6. And, and again, we've got five games remaining for most teams in the SWAC. Now, you look at that, but then you also look down the stretch. You've got pretty much, and, and I'm just going to take, um, I'm going to look at Grambling's schedule, for example, and give you, since Grambling and Southern are in the lead, I'm going to look at Grambling's schedule right now, and this is, what Grambling looks like down the stretch. Okay, Southern on Saturday, then a whole week off, and you generally don't have that. Generally in the SWAC, and really for the most part, the SWAC plays a Saturday-Monday schedule or Monday-Saturday, however you want to look at it, schedule during the course of the SWAC season. Okay, but if you look at, okay, a whole week off, so no Monday game, so no, so, for instance, Grambling will not play on Monday, but it then picks back up on Saturday. It has a game Saturday at home against Florida A&M, Monday at home against Bethune-Cookman, Thursday on the road at Alabama A&M, and Saturday on the road at Alabama State. So you're talking about four games in an eight-day stretch. That's a lot of games. Four games in an eight-day stretch. That is a lot of basketball games. But it's not just Grambling. It's most teams. And I tell you what, it's a lot of basketball to play. Look, it prepares you for tournament play because in tournament play, sometimes you could have you could have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday matchup. You most likely because semifinals are on Friday championship game on Saturday, so you're going to have some back-to-backs. There are no back-to-backs here, and you normally only have back-to-backs during the season in tournament play and and, and really preseason tournament play. So if you go to, you know, if you go to the the Bahamas or the Virgin Islands, excuse me, or something like that, that's where you're going to have sort of that back, those back-to-back games, and we're even seeing that we're not, we're seeing sometimes even in those tournaments, where you'll have a day in between games. So it prepares you. But if you're a Jackson State, if you're a Texas Southern, you know, if you're an Alabama State and you're sort of on the uh, on the outside uh, right now uh, of a Grambling and a Southern and you've got that kind of stretch, I mean, that's a lot of basketball to play. And then you've got the tournament after the the last game is on the ninth. You've got the tournament. That starts on the 13th. So you've got, you know, maybe four days to recover before you have your next game. So 
that's just a look really at the SWAC and its schedule and the leaders. And now you know who's on top with Grambling and Southern being on top. The two meet on Saturday. Man, that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. And the teams that are sort of on the outside. I mean, I, and, and look, I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't even really call. Jackson State, Texas Southern, Overcorn State on the outside. They're just not at the top. But Bethune, Alabama State, Alabama A&M on the outside looking in. Thank you again for making Box to Row a part of your day. Still to come here on the program, Jackson State head men's basketball coach Mo Williams and Winston-Salem State head men's basketball coach Cleo Hill Jr. Keep it locked. More of Box to Row with Donald Ware is on the way. Hey there, fellow travelers. It's me, the Hotel Wiz. Before you go anywhere, call me day or night for hotel rates too low to publish. I'll save you up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe. You see, I've already done the research, so you don't have to spend time online trying to find the best deal. That's up to 75% off. Just call me, the Hotel Wiz. It's a free call, and you get instant access to rates too low to publish with no cancellation fees. Make a free call now and save up to 75% off your hotel rooms the next time you're going somewhere for business or pleasure. Call the Hotel Wiz now and get instant access to rates too low to publish. 800-811-3471-800-811-3471-800-811-3471-Call the Hotel Wiz right now for rates too low to publish at 800-811-3471. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Jerome Tang, the head men's basketball coach at Kansas State. But it wasn't until I was willing to tell God that I didn't need to be a head coach. Lord, if you want me to be an assistant for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that. And I even told them, if you want me to stop coaching and go into another form of ministry, I'm okay with that too. Being a good husband, being a good father, being a man of God. And when I was able to come to that point in my life, God then said, okay, now you're ready. And he opened the door for me. And my, now my, my goal is to point to these guys' lives and to help my staff reach their goals and dreams. From the press box to press row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's from the press box to press row each week on your favorite station. Listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Box to Box to Box to Row. We're going to keep things moving here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman in his sixth season as the head men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State. Right now, the Rams are second in the CIAA's Southern Division, looking to close out the season on a high note, perhaps another Southern Division championship. He's won two CIAA tournament championships as the head coach at Winston-Salem State. As a matter of fact, he's in a class by himself, so you've got Lonnie Blow, the head men's basketball coach currently at Virginia State, the first to win a CIAA championship at Two different schools than Luke D'Alessio, the current head men's basketball coach 
at Fayetteville State, the uh, third, actually the third to do it. My, this gentleman joining us is the second to do it, but what he's done is won two at Winston-Salem State. Cleo Hill Jr. joining us here on Box to Row. What's going on, Coach Hill? Donald, thanks for having me, man. All is well. All is well. Good. I'm glad to hear. I know you guys were in um, India. I want to talk with you about that. Look, you've been around the CIAA a good little while as a, as a player uh, at North Carolina Central, and a good one, I might add, uh, as an assistant coach at Shaw, then a head coach at Shaw, then now a head coach at Winston-Salem State. I don't know if it's parity this year, but I mean, you know, you have a you have teams in the C, it's it's in the CIAA. I guess it's parity, right? Like so many teams are so close this year, nobody's running away with this thing. Yeah, no, I think this is one of those strong years for our league, uh, Donald. I think uh, th- there are no easy wins, uh, north or or south, top to bottom. Uh, all the coaches are really good and experienced. I think we have eight coaches that have won uh, CIAA championships. Um, and the, the four new coaches, man, they're the young, hungry guys, man. They're recruiting hard. They're preparing hard. So there have been no easy nights uh, all year in our league. Yeah, no doubt about it. One of the hungry coaches, um, you, you all split. Uh, Dunlap down at, uh, down at Claflin, of course, you, you all split. Um, that particular uh, your, your series, and, and of course, uh, uh, Claflin leads right now. I know you're trying to catch them. Um, Indy, how was Indy, man? Like I know that had to be super duper tight, and you got the victory. Yeah, I, I woke up uh, really Monday uh, travel day, and even last night I woke up, and it it still seems like a dream, Donald. It's uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to put it into words, but I think that the biggest thing for me was just the the expression uh, on my on my student athletes' faces um, from task to task. Whether it was, you know, our game against Union, uh, which which was a packed house, or whether it was career development uh, day, whether it was the photo shoot, the All Star game, uh, the three point contest, dunk contest. Just the look on their faces, um, even before the game, pregame, with with Ant Man coming in the locker room and, and and Steph Curry, just you know the experience that they soaked up, you know, really did it for me. Yeah, and and for you, I mean, you're not, but I got to take you back. Was it was it this uh, this past sp- uh, summer fall when first take came to Winston Salem State? I, you, you 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 did a good job. I, I know. You know, they had you answering some question, maybe the top five or something like that. I know you had to go akin. I know I know your top five would have really been different. But to the point, a lot of exposure happening at Winston-Salem State University. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that probably kicked it off. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, our proud alum, man, he's He's always giving back, always speaking positive about Winston-Salem State and, and the CIAA and HBCU in general. Um, but then we went from there to, uh, I think it was probably Connecticut first, or it might be the other way around. Um, Connecticut with Chris Paul, another alum, huge, huge, huge event. Um, and then um, we went to, to, to New York for the Harlem Classic which was also used. Um, and then now now this, 
It's just what we're trying to provide for our student athletes. Any way we can have them have a great experience here at Winston-Salem State, um, we, we are trying to do that, and thus far we've done it. Cleo Hill Jr. in his sixth season as the head men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State. He joins us here on Box to Row. You know, it looked like, I, I don't know, maybe this was from a distance, and of course uh, we must mention Jalen Austin's the current HBCU National Player of the Week, but Isaac Parson earlier in the season uh, was, it looked like you guys may have been sort of, and maybe that was just me outside looking and having known you for many years. Looked like you were kind of trying to run away with this thing. Uh, and then you you lost three or four. So how were you able to kind of get things back on track? Yeah, I, I think we had a – well, we swept the north. I, I don't think uh, – we haven't done that since I've been here. I haven't done it since I've been at, at Shaw that 2011-12 season. Um, we, we weren't really aware of the, the southern division. Uh, the north has usually been kind of stronger. Um, but the south is – you know, this is really strong this year. And we we stumbled um, and mainly mainly on the road, which is which is a little surprising uh, for me because uh, we've always been pretty solid on the road. Um, so we had a few bumps. Um, and I think after the Livingstone game, um, I think we played St. Aug first and then Livingstone second and where we we lost at home. And uh, that that was definitely uh, an eye-opening experience, not only for us as a, a team and coaching staff, but our fans uh, in the Gain Center. You know, we don't we don't lose there often. But I think after that, we we had some meetings, we had some individual meetings, uh, some small group meetings, position meetings, and um, I think we kind of got some things out in the open, uh, what we wanted to do, and some of our mishaps and uh ever since then I, I think we've been playing very well yeah no no doubt about it again as you mentioned very tough um ciaa as a whole and and certainly in the uh in the southern division so let me talk about jalen austin like of course he's the hbcu national player of the week i mean he's been tremendous not only i mean and i had to go back He's been on both of your championship teams. Like, that doesn't happen in today's college basketball, even in the CIAA. Speak to what he's meant, not only this year, averaging 17.5 points per game, which is third in the CIAA, but what he's meant to this program. It's a lot, Donald. I think it starts with his demeanor. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him shy uh, by, by any stretch. Um, but he's very, very respectful, um, and and he's grateful for everything that that he has done and he what he's gotten. Um, his work ethic is uh, unreal. Um, he's he's huge on weightlifting. He's huge on nutrition. Um, he's in the gym. He watches film, um, and he's the first to 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 want to do community service. So. For our program, he's he's exactly the type of young man uh, that we want to recruit. You know, he'll be graduating this year. Um, great GPA, um, just an all-around uh, good young man, uh, great student, and great athlete. Cleo Hill Jr., the head men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State, joining us here on the program. How how do you approach this, Coach Hill, in terms of 
the players. It's, it's almost like with the transfer portal, and we've seen even – you know how it was. Back in the day, the CIAA had a two-year transfer rule. Forget about that. You, matter of fact, you got, you got a lot of players transferring from one team to another in the league, uh, and, and they're, they're allowed to do that. That is their prerogative. But how do you go about sort of um, – it's almost like you got to re-recruit you know, you may not, but coaches in a whole, as a whole, have to re-recruit their players for the next season. Yeah, no, the transfer portal has changed a lot. Um, and even at the Division One, in, in which we we had our Division One transfers. We have two now. Jalen Austin is a Division One transfer and Amaji died. So now they're passing the rule that you can you can transfer twice without sitting out. So I think that will will hurt division two in terms of getting division one transfers. But you're right, we have to we have to re-recruit uh guys. Um I think the good thing right now is you can you can get a very good high school student athlete that you probably weren't able to get before because most of the division ones and division twos um, they want the they want the experienced student athlete uh, with some some mileage on them, uh, you know, possibly Division One or Division Two, good weight program, um, and a lot of experience. So we are, we are looking at the high school route route right now, um, but it's, it's changed everything. It's changed uh, recruiting in general. Um, but I think what you said is probably the biggest thing. You have to re-recruit your players uh every year um and it's it's it can be difficult um a lot of guys think the grass is greener on the other side uh but here at winston-salem state we just feel like we have a good product we have a good product to offer so um even with having a good product we're not immune to have to to re-recruit our guys yeah no doubt and then saturday's matchup at Livingstone to kind of close out the season may be an opportunity um, for Winston-Salem State to win the Southern Division. Well, we'll see. Uh, another hostile environment. Um, you know, Coach Stinson, Coach Stinson and Bobby are CIAA champions, so they're going to be prepared. But they're, they're, I think that's Livingstone's senior night as well. Um, so we're going to have to deal with uh, a level of emotion that, that we haven't dealt with this particular season. Cleo Hill Jr. again in his sixth season as the head men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State. He joins us here on Box to Row. The Rams are going to be on the road Saturday at Livingstone to close out the season right before next week's CIAA tournament. Coach Hill, as always, man, appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Rams. Donald, thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure uh, speaking with you on your platform and you're doing a great job. You're doing a hell of a job for a long time. Keep it up, man. Appreciate it, Coach Hill. Cleo Hill joining us here on the program. We go back a long ways to his days as the head men's basketball coach at Cheney, maybe going back to 2005, 2006, something like that. Up next here on Box to Row, we're talking with former NBA player and current Jackson State head men's basketball coach, Mo Williams.
You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for him. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing. Michael B. Jordan. And, and I, I think it's a testament to, you know, what HBCUs mean to people. You know, and, 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 and having that community and culture and shining a light on the universities, you know what I'm saying, in a real way and creating a pipeline from these kids in high school and making them feel good about wanting to land at HBCU. We have high, you know, high, high talent. Um, and often it's gone and shipped out to other places. It's never poured back into the community. So if we can create an environment that's cool and a beacon of light and people want to feel like they want to be here. And so putting it on a national stage is really big. You know, most of the time these kids don't get televised games, you know what I'm saying? So be able to put them on Turner in a real way was really, really important. Um, and, and, and then the brands and then the sponsors, you know what I'm saying? And getting, you know, the NBA, you know, scouts and looks to come in and hopefully like build this thing bigger. The one and only Stephen A. Smith. It's my sincere hope that when my ride ends, I'll get a big hug and a big thank you for what I tried to do for other people when I was at the top. Because that's all you have to lean on at the end of the day, bro. I mean, I, I plan on being successful for years to come, but it ain't gonna last forever. And, you know, when my day comes, when, when it's the end of the road and it's time for somebody else to be in my seat, in my chair, you know, it's my hope that whoever those, that person or those people are, people that knew I cared about them and believed in them to help them get to this place. Hey, Spike Lee. Thank you. I haven't heard that. I mean, I've been on rails all over the nation. Thank you for that question. I'm a third generation Morehouse man. I was taught to speak your truth and that there's very special about being a Morehouse man the same way you feel about your school. The same way we feel all about our respective historic black colleges. That would have been my first choice anyway. And I'm proud to be a Morehouse man. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Just really, you know, excited. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story and uh, I'm just having fun you know, living my dream and riding the ride. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years you get to it. <laughs> You know what is good, and, and, and uh, you're encouraging people to be better and do better, and, and that's what I love, man. So thank you. I appreciate you. As we're joined by the one and only Jerry Rice. What do you remember most about those days at Mississippi Valley State? What is going on at Mississippi Valley State University? <laughs> Why are these guys putting up unbelievable numbers? And that brought the awareness to the school, and after that, I got drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. Dave Roberts, manager of the L.A. Dodgers, to be person of color and be the manager of the Dodgers, what does that mean to you? I think the first thing that comes to me is responsibility. With recency and kind of the social, the racial issues that we're having that really come to light, which is, I believe, are good things. I think that it's a responsibility for me to be the first manager of color for the Dodgers. There's not many of us in baseball. To do things the right way, to hopefully give other people of color opportunity. Hopefully it just paves the way. So I think that for me, I, I definitely look at it as responsibility, but something I'm willing to undertake. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me, play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honest. Snoop, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have going to Division One NBA All-Star Chris Paul. That was great to bring it back to one Salem State University, a uh, black college, something that my city had never seen before, may never see again, and just having a, 
up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melodes. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know, big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to, to the car and I was driving it in first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey y'all, it is the EST of WWE. The strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest, the best on Box to Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at BoxToRow.com. That's from the Press Box to Press Row. Real. Relevant. Radio. Let's continue here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman who is in his second season as the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State. Right now, you look at Jackson State tied for third place with about three other teams uh, in the SWAC with five games remaining. So it's a lot of time left in the season. He also played 15 seasons in the NBA and the Tigers are on a four game winning streak. Mo Williams joining us here on Box to Row. Coach Williams, welcome back to the program. Hey, man, I, I, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is, is ours. Four straight. Like, uh, what's been the secret? Because prior to these four straight wins, you had lost uh, four in a row. So what's been the secret in these last four games? Yeah, it's been an ebb and flow season. You know, we started out the season four and one, and then we lost four straight. And when we went through that time, uh, we was playing some bad basketball. We we created some bad habits. Um, maybe felt you know too good. Um, starting out four and one. Um, always remind my guys that it's never as good as it feels and never bad as it seems. So when we went on that four game losing streak, um, I always reminded them how we felt when we was four and one, and how we feel when we zero and four in that, that those previous games. And when you lose those games, uh, uh, we came in for a meeting, and I and I just put one word on the board that was change. Got to change. Got to change your habits. Got to change your mindset. And once we did those things, um, things started to uh, kind of turn back around and, and and led us into this four game winning streak. Can you speak? You've been in this. This you've been in the SWAC. You were formerly at at Alabama State, of course. Your second year at Jackson State. Can you speak to the SWAC? Because at the top, as you know, you've got Southern and Grambling. Then it's you, uh, I think it's Alabama State, it's a couple of other teams, and then you got a couple of other teams that are seven and six, all really with an opportunity, five games left in the season, to try to win the championship. Well, you got ten teams that's that's fighting for eight spots in the tournament. Our tournament, we have twelve teams, but only eight teams make it to our, our SWAC tournament. But you have ten teams in here that can easily uh, be in that, that eight. So you're, you're fighting, you're jockeying for a position. Um, every game matters in our league, you know, every game. doesn't matter who you're playing. Even if you're playing Valley or, or Florida and them, which are at the bottom right now, you got to come out and compete and play. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a uh, – it's a juggernaut of, of a league this year. I mean, it's a lot of great coaches in our league. Um, it's a lot of great players in our league. Um, we compete every single night. And, and any night can be your night. So you have to be prepared and locked in and ready to go. 
Mo Williams in his second season as the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State. He joins us here on Box to Row. Just kind of want to get your thoughts because you've been in the SWAC. Your your first head coaching job was at Alabama State. Was this just a better opportunity for you at Jackson State? Well, just what what I what I walked into. Um, I, I don't you know I don't think people realize because we don't get the the media coverage um, in our league. Um, just on the ins and outs of things, but people don't know that I inherited a Alabama State job my first year when we were on probation. Um, we weren't allowed to go to the SWAC tournament, no matter how well we did, and also we had some uh, consequences we had to live with, where we had to take two days off a week, um, where typically no team does that. Um, we, we couldn't practice certain time. We had to do certain things academically um, to get us back up to standards. Obviously, we couldn't go to the tournament. So we we was on probation that one year. And, and obviously, I had to rebuild also. I had to rebuild a whole program. And I was obviously going into my third year there where we was going to uh, have a really good season coming back. I had all my guys coming back. And then the Jackson State opportunity to open up. Being that I'm from Jackson, um, being that I came into a situation that was a little different where it was built to win right away, um, I think that was the biggest difference. Mo, Mo Williams, the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State, joining us here on the program. Let's talk personnel. Of course, Jordan O'Neill, the HBCU National Player of the Week, had a really, really good week last week. But Ken Evans Jr., like he's leading you in scoring. Talk about the dynamic between those two young men? Well, we need them both. We need them both. Um, our record with those two on the floor together is a little bit different than what it is overall. Overall, we're eight and five, but um, Jordan missed two games and we lost both of those games in that four game losing streak. And we need him on the floor. Um, Ken has been solid for us all season long, just been uh, that guy for us. He's the Top player on everybody's scouting report. They're trying to take him away. They make it tough on him every single night, but he always find a way um, to contribute. He always find a way to control the game. Um, he gets better every single day, as far as from a mindset standpoint. Um, Jordan O'Neill, I mean, he he just uh, he 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 makes me proud for one because um, I recruited him at Alabama State and he transferred here for his last year at Jackson State to play for me again. And just the player that I recruited and the vision I had for him when I recruited him, he's it, it all has came into fruition this year for him. I mean, right before my eyes, just um, the two-way player that he is. He's leading our league in shot blocks, um, leading our league in field goal percentage, and he's averaging 15, 16 points, seven, eight rebounds, and a couple blocks a game. And but but that player, you can't replace the the production and the and the presence that he brings on the court and. Just the leadership Ken brings every single night, um, scoring the ball, rebounding the ball, and also making plays and assists for other players. Those two are our main and most important two guys. And then, I mean, obviously you've got the game against Alcorn State. I mentioned all of those teams that are bunched together. Alcorn State's right there with you at 8-5, and five, although you have the advantage against them having beaten them the first time around. Your thoughts on the Braves and some of the challenges that the Braves present? Man, they're a tough team. I mean, they're well coached. They're they're going to grind it out, uh, and it's a rivalry. Um, 
We all in the sports world. We know how rivalry games go. It really doesn't matter who's the best team in a rivalry game. You know, both teams are going to be ready to play. Both teams are going to be ready to compete, um, ready to fight. Um, it's going to be chippy. It's going to be physical. So all those things we know. Um, and it's going to be a big game, a lot of implications in this game, us being tied for third, uh, per se, we're in third because we're ahead of them right now. But I look at it as we tied because whoever wins this game is going to take that spot. So um, it's a huge game for us. We're preparing for it every single day. The great and the beauty of it is that's our travel partner. Our league, you have travel partners. So when you play your travel partner, you don't have a game on that Monday. So we can go all out on, on Saturday and, and not worry about getting rest uh, for Monday. A couple of last thoughts, Coach Williams, and we appreciate the time. I think that's interesting. You mentioned travel partners and then that Saturday, Monday, because you got the game Saturday, then you're off for a week. Then in, you've got four games in eight days, basically. Four games, seven, eight days. Um, how do you sort of prepare for that? And, and that seem, seemingly will prepare you for the SWAC tournament. Absolutely. I mean, we, we start off our season that way and we end our season that way. So uh, you prepare for it. You know, you just go out and play. Because at that, at, that, at that time of the year, um, you, you want to play games. Uh, you don't want to have so much time where you have to practice. It's so, only so much practice you can do at this time of the year. You know, you're ready to play. Um, but at the same time, those four games, you know, we got to go on the road to Texas, to Texas Southern and Prairie View, and then we come back home and finish with Pine Bluff and Valley. So there'll, there'll be, uh, you know, four games that that we want to compete and win. We want to finish strong. Um, <clears throat> we're on a four-game winning streak now. We want to keep it rolling. Um, but we got to go out and take one game at a time. Um, but we definitely have to uh, make sure we get in our rest, make sure we – uh, prepared to play every single night. It's just less time to prepare for the other team, but the beauty of it, they have less time to prepare for us too. Two last thoughts. What do you remember most about your playing days? 15 years in the NBA, uh, an NBA championship in your last year, uh, played with LeBron James two <laughs> different times, was a really good player in the league. What, what do you remember most about those days in the league? Well, um, I mean, it's 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 a that's a loaded question, but I, I'll try to shorten it for you. I mean, obviously, I remember coming into the league, getting drafted by Utah, playing for Jerry Sloan. Um, I remember that experience that that really baptized me in the NBA. <clears throat> My years in Milwaukee was terrific. I was a young kid with the opportunity to play a lot, start my second year, and just grow from there. And then all of a sudden, I go to Cleveland and play with LeBron, and I think that's where my game just took. Uh, went to another level, playing with the greatest player to ever put on basketball shoes. Um, that experience is second to none. And then, you know, my my career went on a journey um, after the, after Brown went to Miami and then um, obviously reuniting with the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James in 16 to win a championship. Um, I think that, that really uh, kind of put the icing on the cake, per se, um, in my career and my memories. I mean, I remember – winning that championship and landing in, in, in Cleveland and there's 30, 40,000 people at the airport for us. And the next day, the parade is 1.5 million people there. That is memories and, and experience that I'll take with me for a lifetime. Um, but it, it's a boatload of memories, but just shorting it up, just kind of just putting it in a, in a short video for you. Um, those are the, some of the things that sticks out. 
and and obviously making all star, being an all star, experiencing that, um, and and winning the uh, NBA championship, experiencing that. I mean, that's what you play the game for, um, to win a championship, and obviously to be be um, <clears throat> to be put in in a category with you know the top fifteen, top twenty players in the NBA in any particular season. And then uh, you were you were teammates with um, with J.R. Smith, who is in a you're right. at Jackson. He's a golfer and a pretty good one at a yeah. at North Carolina A&T. Yes, I mean Swish. Uh, it's crazy because even uh, during the season when we was together uh, as teammates, we we go golf together all the time. Uh, and this was in Cleveland. It, it can once it get to about fifty, we we ready to go out <laughs> and play. You know? Right, uh, but we. Uh, it didn't surprise me per se because he loves the game. I mean, it, it didn't surprise me at all to see it. No doubt about it. Mo Williams again in his second season as the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State, joining us here on the program. The Tigers are taking on Alcorn State. Winners, of course, of their last four games are the Tigers. Coach Williams, great to catch up with you. Continued success to you and the Tigers. I appreciate it. Thank you. More college basketball talk is up. On the way, it's more of From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Right, 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 right here. Right here. Do you feel like the cost of car ownership has gotten out of control? Take charge by refinancing your auto loan today. One call to Rate Genius can save drivers an average of $1,200 per year. The loan specialists at Rate Genius have helped people for more than 20 years replace high interest auto loans, lower their payments, and spend less in interest. Rate Genius works with over 150 lenders to find you the most competitive terms. Customers lower their rate an average of three percentage points. That's huge savings. It's absolutely free to apply for refinancing through Rate Genius, and when you refinance your auto loan, you won't owe a payment for 45 days. Make the five-minute no-obligation call today and get on your way toward affordable car ownership. Call 800-958-0341. 800-958-0341. That's 800-958-0341. Rate of payment values are calculated by using the average savings for customers from January 1st, 2022 through December 31st, 2022. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness. Value of the field loan term and other the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a-train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets. Harris Teeter. Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, and Barica Soul. It's Donald Ware. From the press box to press row. Welcome back to Box to Row. You've got any thoughts on what either Mo Williams had to say? Of course, the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State played 15 seasons in the NBA, won a championship in 2016 with the Cleveland Cavaliers, played with LeBron James, obviously, or anything that Cleo Hill Jr. had to say, the head men's basketball coach 
at Winston-Salem State. You can check those conversations out uh, right now, as a matter of fact, on our YouTube channel, on the Botch to Row YouTube channel. Uh, and they will be this uh, entire show, as a matter of fact, the podcast will be posted at BoxToRow.com on Monday. Before I talk about it, I want to get back into college basketball, talk about the MEAC, talk about the SIAC, talk about the CIAA, NBA All-Star Weekend. So I was entertained. Now, I didn't watch the celebrity game, but it seems like there are less celebrities that are, t- are partaking in the NBA celebrity game. In other words, you have like, like what, Micah Parsons, you have a lot of athletes but less TV stars, less rock stars, less movie stars. It seems that way. I didn't watch the uh, the celebrity game, but I did watch the rest of All-Star Weekend, the Skills Challenge. I thought, I don't know, I, I, I didn't watch that as much. It, it was a little bit confusing. Um, I, I wasn't clear as to, I mean, I guess Indiana had a team since Indiana was the host state or Indianapolis, the host city. And so I didn't watch it as much. I mean, I I can appreciate the skill level. Certainly I watched the three point shootout, uh, Damian Lillard finishing, uh, winning a game for back-to-back seasons. That is only, that is a very rare occurrence. Damian was lights out. I thought, who did I have? I had, I thought the winner would be, oh boy, I've, I've forgotten who I thought. Oh, I thought it was going to be Trey, Trey Young. I, 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 I predicted Trey Young. He, he's got off to a great start. Um, obviously got into the second round, but Damian Lillard was unbelievable. And then I thought, you know, the three-point shootout with uh, Sabrina Nescu and uh, Steph Curry, I mean, it was entertaining. It was no doubt. It was, it was entertaining. I mean, I, you know, look, it, 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 it was a show of – possibly the two best shooters in the world. And look, I thought Inescu did a great job because to the point she's shooting from NBA range. And when I saw her warming up, I was like, oh man, this isn't going, this may not, this may not go well, but boy, she was right there. I mean, I give her a lot of props for that. And that was entertaining. And then the slam dunk contest, uh, Matt, I mean, um, uh, excuse me, Mac McClung, boy, he's, he's, I mean, he, he's done some things. I was entertained. He's done some things. Uh, I, I thought, even though it was sort of close, I thought, I forget which dunk he had. And I can't remember if it may have been the semifinals. I thought he had, he, he had sewed it up. I mean, that guy is unbelievable, creative as well. So I was definitely entertained by NBA All-Star Weekend and then the game. Look, I get it. Uh, there's not as competitive. It's not like it once was. I can remember. I, can, I I'm trying to think if it was Orlando. It was either Orlando in 2012 or New Orleans in 2008 NBA All Star Game, and I can remember like Dwayne Wade like floored Kobe Bryant in a way in which I thought to myself, really, this is an All Star game, like. He could have hurt that guy. And it wasn't like going up for a foul or anything like that. I forgot exactly what happened, but I can remember Kobe Bryant going down. Now, he was fine. No problem. He didn't even have to get off the court. It was, you know, maybe it maybe it looked a little bit worse 
than what it was. But I'm thinking, man, this you could have injured him. And so I think we're at a point where that's where I stand. Like, I get it. A lot of people are unhappy because it's not competitive. You remember once upon a time when those games really meant something. I mean, I go, I think back to the 80s. I remember the All-Star game when, uh, when, uh, when Marvin Gaye sung the national anthem and you had Magic and Bird and all the, I mean, those were some really, really great battles, some tough games. And, but look, we're in a different, it's a different NBA. It's a different society. It's not as hardcore. We're not as hardcore. We're, you know, and it's not to say we're not as competitive. We're just not as hardcore as we once were. So, look, I'm not trying to see, especially one of my favorite, if I've got a, not a favorite player, but well, if it's a favorite player, but also if I've got a team and that team has an opportunity to win, I, how competitive do I want to be for somebody to get hurt and then I lose because guaranteed, guaranteed, if those guys were playing as hard as a lot of people wanted them to play and somebody got hurt, we would be saying, why are we playing as hard as we're playing? You can't win. I was entertained enough. I get it. It wasn't competitive. But really, to me, it's about the fans and the players said as much all weekend. This weekend and what we do is about the fans. And so I'm happy to see what the All-Star game had to offer. It was a blowout, but I, w- I'm not, I don't look at the All-Star game as competitive anyway. I look at it's It's an exhibition, okay? Um, and some of the skill level that some of these players showed in that type of environment that maybe ordinarily they would not have done in the game, whether whatever kind of pass or Dame hit a shot from from Dame hit a shot from like beyond half court in the game. Like he wouldn't do that in a real game. I'm happy to see that. Like that's cool. I don't I'm not I'm not interested in the competitiveness of an all-star game, especially with the with some the chance of someone possibly Getting hurt. I'm 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 good with it. You know, I, you know, I'm good with it. Your thoughts. You can share your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at dware one at dware one. Look, let's take a look at the SIAC. I think the, the the race in the SIAC in terms of the men is interesting, right? You've got Clark Atlanta. Um, we had, of course, Clark Atlanta uh, uh, coach Alfred Jordan on the program last week. The head men's coach of the Panthers, right there uh, at the top. Benedict and Morehouse are one game back. So in other words, Clark Atlanta is 15 and four. Benedict and Morehouse are 14 and five. And then Allen is 10 and nine. If you look at the rest of Clark Atlanta's schedule, um, Saturday is Allen, is at Allen, and then at Benedict. So its last four games would have been at home and already Clark has, has gone one and one, okay? Beat Miles. On last Wednesday, and and uh, and uh, or excuse me, lost to Miles on last Wednesday, and then beat Morehouse a week ago on Saturday, right? So you look at that Benedict's last couple of games, uh, Morehouse and Clark Atlanta. That's a that's obviously very tough. So look, you, you've got this race in the SIAC that is extremely competitive, 
and going to come down to the wire. If I take a look at the MEAC, I'm not going to say Norfolk State is running away with it, but Norfolk State is two games ahead of North Carolina Central, Delaware State, Howard, South Carolina State, and Morgan State, who are all 5-4, and four, where Norfolk State right now sits at 7-2. and two. And l- much like the SWAC, the MEAC teams – Last three, they play their last three games over a seven-day stretch. That is saying an awful lot. And then looking in the CIAA, in terms of the Northern Division, I'm not really sure if it's parity or just not as good basketball in the Northern Division. I mean, I look at Lincoln with the 10-6 and six record is wrapped up. The CIAA's Northern Division, but... You know, Virginia State, Virginia Union, Elizabeth City State have had a chance. Bowie State have had a chance to see all of them play. Uh, Bluefield State's first year in the conference hasn't gone as Bluefield State would have wished. Look, I look in the Southern Division. I mean, Winston-Salem State's right there. Uh, Claflin's got a good ball club. I think it's going to come down to Claflin and Winston-Salem State. And those may be the two teams that you really see towards the maybe playing on Saturday in the CIAA Tournament Championship. We'll see. I mean, I don't sleep on Fayetteville State and Luke D'Alessio. I think he's done a great job in terms of coaching because this isn't one of his more talented teams that he's seen over his years. Uh, but uh, he's done a he's done a good job with what he's had and has made some noise. I mean, you look at a, a current 10-7 and record in the CIAA's Southern Division. So next week you're looking at uh, what's going to happen at the CIAA tournament? I really believe that it's anybody's, almost anybody's tournament, particularly in the South, but I would favor Claflin and Winston-Salem State. As far as some others in the Mountain East Conference, West Virginia State in solid shape, 12-5 and conference record, preparing for the tournament, fourth place right now in the CAA. Boy, it's been a tough season for Hampton, or a tough season for A&T, an even tougher season for Hampton at the bottom of the CAA. And then in the OVC, look, Tennessee State right in the middle of the pack as the Tigers prepare for the OVC tournament. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Mo Williams. Thank you to Cleo Hill Jr. for joining us today here on Pox to Row. I want to welcome our newest affiliates and those listening to us in Montgomery, Alabama, on WUMO 94.5 FM. Also, those listening to us in Baton Rouge on KKAY 1590, as well as KBRS 106.9 FM. Thank you for making Box to Row a part of your day. Just a reminder about our project, Radio Boss, where we talk with some of the top entertainers in the business, rock stars as well, athletes, etc. Radio-boss.com, radio-boss.com. On next week, we've got a conversation with Demetrius Flinnery, a.k.a. Lil Meech. You know him from the show BMF, so check that out again. Radio-boss.com. And for more information, great podcasts, etc. If you missed this, the end of our conversation with Cleo Hill, with Mo Williams, you can log on to the Box to Row website, boxtorow.com. And always remember to support those that support 
Yo, Box to Row is produced by DW Communications.